Welcome, everyone, to this episode of This One Time at OU. Glad to have Roz on. Hey, Roz. Hey, Tim. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening. I am so excited for today's show because this is very unique for us. We have a dad and a daughter, both OU alumni. And we've decided, because they both graduated, that they can tell about party, party stories and, and things that they didn't want necessarily um, the parents to know, but now that they're graduated, they can talk. So welcome, Eileen, recent grad, and Joel, Hello? A former grad. Hello. Hello, Bobcats. <laughs> yes, we are so cool. We are Bobcats. <laughs> what year did you graduate, Joel? 1986. Ah, our, our high school graduation year for me. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Well, it coincides with the last, the last time one of my uh, professional teams actually won a championship. So, you know, it's been a long time. And which one's that? <laughs> the New York Mets. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're doing better than Cleveland is, so. <laughs> hey, Joel, yeah. before we talk about uh, and introduce Eileen, was the bar Swankies around when you're there because I, I hear it referenced all the time and just research I do about OU but I really don't know anything about it was it there um it closed the spring before I started I started in 82 my brother actually was a bouncer there he also okay there. all right we'll get into that later and then okay. uh sorry I was just wondering uh starting off track already and it's so early in the episode <laughs> well you know I used to a, a previous podcast you had with my one of my old roommates was Ron Loney and um, and you guys were talking about the Hangar Five, and uh, and I remember Ron working there. And I remember him coming home one day with a, his arm in a sling because he was dancing on a picnic table and he fell off. That was episode I had a guy from my hometown on, and I went and saw him over the holidays. Yeah, and that was I saw on Facebook that uh, Joel is friends with a, someone I work with currently and uh ron's so a small world yeah the connections are kind of odd i gotta <laughs> say i know i like want to hear more about that story like did he realize it right then did he keep dancing and wake up in the morning realizing he broke his arm <laughs> like, if you knew ron he, nothing surprised you yeah it happened <laughs> probably three days earlier he's like yeah it's starting to really hurt <laughs> like i can't move I it anymore he used to make me laugh boy yeah he's oh, a good storyteller so Eileen, you just graduated? I did literally just over a week ago. Woohoo! Congratulations. Yeah. We're very happy. <laughs> He's very happy. <laughs> now, I would say grad school back to OU. Is, is that the plan? No, no. <laughs> I'm a I'm a video productions major, so going back to school would not help in any way. I'm right to get jobs in the professional sports industry I did a lot of filming for ESPN plus through through the convocation center and I also did the scoreboard for Peden at the football games awesome do you are you Love part it. of the Bobcat network it's uh, if you type in OU Bobcat network uh, it's through the alumni association and I was on there and and uh, there's a guy uh, Matt Towser like our friend Matt Hauser, uh, uh, Roz, and he says he had a similar background. He's like, anyone looking for a job? So go check that out. Type in OU Bobcat Network because he or, was someone in that business. He was at, living in Nashville, but uh, check that out. That might be a good lead. Well, thank you. <laughs> I want to move out as much as I want to move out. 
So what were your feelings, Eileen, leaving Athens? I I wasn't able to process it at first. It just feels like I was going to go back in a couple months. But I was there this past summer living in the apartments that were near Lakeview, which is now River Park. They built called Rivergate. And Mm -hmm. I was there for about two years, lived there this past summer. And it just feels like I'm only here for a month and I'm supposed to go back there. Right. It'll really hit you in the fall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what my dad was telling me. If you have to live somewhere else, I think you're like, wait, I'm moving and I'm not going to Athens. I don't know what this is about. I'm not coming back home. Uh, So I'm guessing your dad influenced uh, your decision to go to OU. He influenced most of my decisions, my sports teams, my school. Just Uh, he's a big influence on my life. Well, well. Why don't you tell awesome. them what, you know, how you ended up at OU, like what, what we did? I did back in 2016. My dad told me that the Scripps College of Communications was offering a high school media workshop camp for about three days over the summer. And I went and that's when I went to Athens for the very first time. And I knew right then and there, I wanted to see the people I met there again. And I loved the campus and the atmosphere and I wanted to come back. <laughs> yeah. got the, the life of a college student between her sophomore and junior year in high school. So they, they put her up in the nice dorms. Like, I think it was like- uh, New South, they built- Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so they're Seoul, but what was that? It, it, uh, was, it was Seoul. Oh, it so was she, So that, that was her sophomore year dorm. But I mean, I, I'd go- I mean, I looked at Seoul. I'm like, look at this filtered water. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, And but but I I can say, hey, way to go, dad, on influence of college. But apparently the sports team aren't working out very well. Right. Which ones? (laughs) Well, you mentioned like baseball, football. What uh, what you guys what's your what's your family teams? Mets. And they're doing very well now. So Mets, Jets, Islanders. NBA, we really don't care much. Gotcha. That's that's safe for the Bobcats. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing you're from New York City and whereabouts from that Long accent. Island. Long Island. Long cool. Island, yeah. So why did you go to OU? My brother went to OU. And ah. His counselor recommended OU because he wanted to go into uh, sports broadcasting back in the late 70s. And the reason why I went to OU was a couple of reasons. Um, number one, when we used to go visit him, um, like we, I remember moving him in his freshman year into Washington Hall, and that was the first time I was ever in Athens. And uh, I thought, that's a pretty cool place to go to school. And, um, and then he moved into a frat house on 32 North College Street, which is not a frat house anymore, but that was a pretty cool house. And I got to meet a lot of his uh, friends from uh, OU, and they used to come and visit, you know, coming from Ohio to visit anybody in New York was a big deal. So, um, and they used to go to the city, but I used to, I met these guys. I'm like, they're really nice guys. I really like um, the folks from Ohio. And so OU was the only school I actually applied to. I did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a strong commitment there. Way to go. It's just, you know, I just wanted to go to school there. I really like the people. And on top of that, you know, growing up on Long Island, you know, either you love it or you, or you can't stand it. And 
And it, it was, uh, it was you know, high school wasn't really that much fun for me. I mean, I, I had friends in high school and I played sports in school, but it wasn't really fun. I was able to, when, going to Ohio, the main reason, for, one of the main reasons for me is nobody from my high school is going to be going to school there. And um, I got to finally be myself without having all the pretenses that you kind of have in high school and people label you regarding what part of town you live in or this or that, whatever the case may be. And right. Where in Athens, even if you had, even if you were a billionaire, you know, your housing choices, especially in the 80s, was limited anyway. So unless you're going to build a house, we're all living in the same crappy conditions, either the same crappy food, and it was great. So it didn't matter. There was no class system. And, and plus, you know, as you guys know, the entire community is fairly laid back community. And, and I just loved it. I, I fell in love with Athens from day one. And and I go back as often as I can. I go back every homecoming. I'm, I'm, I go back. A bunch of us from all over the country make sure we make our little pilgrimage to Athens every year. Roz goes back a lot. Goes back a lot. Yeah, but I'm only three and a half hours away. Yeah, well, <laughs> my, my son goes far, there. Only five and a half, so it's not that bad from Northern Virginia. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah. Eileen, were you living in Virginia then when you went to OU? Yes. Your dad had moved? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been uh, in Virginia my entire life. I see. So let's get into some comparison of the stories of your experiences that I'm sure you guys have had these conversations at home about the best bars, the best food, the best things to do. Hey, Rob. Let's come up. Roz, which, well, real quick, Roz, who do you think's been arrested, Joel or Eileen in Athens? Oh, I think, I think they both did things to get arrested and only Joel (laughs) got caught. Yeah, (laughs) Eileen should have been arrested and Joel got caught. All right. I got you. It's a kind of funny story. It was my senior year. And my bar in Athens, my go-to bar that I felt like Norm from Cheers was the CI. I always uh, knew good choice. Yeah, that's a great bar. <laughs> I love the guy. And um, and back in the day, back in our day, remember when the bathroom was just ridiculous? They try to fix it up now, but it's really still ridiculous. But back then, it was really bad. And the line to the bathroom was really long, so I had to go. And so I go in the in the alleyway next to the CI, and um do my business against the fence and a flashlight shines on me and I see it coming through, you know, shining with my profile up against the fence. And I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) Right. And back then you didn't want to show your student ID because it would end up in the Athens news who got busted over the weekend. So (laughs) they used to publish everybody's name. So I think I'm not going to show my student ID. I'm gonna, and it was an older cop and a younger cop. And uh, so I showed him my New York driver's license, right? And the older guy, he was a stern one. The young guy was kind of laid back. And he goes, looks at my, asks my ID, I give my driver's license. And he goes, New York, do you do this in New York? And I'm like, have you been to New York? <laughs> <laughs> of course we do the street New York. Where did you get it? Here? <laughs> So I go, I go, officer, I know I'm wrong. 
I go, please tell me how much I need to pay and when do I need to pay it? So he writes me up a summons for indecent ex- exposure. And I had to go to the Athens courthouse to pay my fine. And back then, it was a, a window to pay your, just to pay your fines was a window that faced outside on Court Street that you had to reach up to the window to hand the lady your summons and pay your fine. And, and I think it was like $80, which was a ton of money back then. And, oh, my and, God. That's hilarious. There's a little window. Sure. In 1986. <laughs> And a little old lady, she must have been in her seventies, read my summons, and looks down at me because I'm reaching up. She looks down at me and she sticks her fingers and goes tiss tiss tiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say that story worth the eighty dollars. Always have that. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk. Like you bad young boy. Young man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should have known better. <laughs> Eileen, what's your arrest story? It's not an arrest story. It was just me getting busted in the dorms for drinking alcohol. But basically, it was 9 o'clock. So AM or PM? PM. It wasn't even quiet. It was on a Friday night, so quiet hours were at midnight. I lived in Scott Quad my freshman year. So the first night, I brought some people back to our dorm and where the... Wasn't Scott Quad, like, wasn't there a little police mini station there or something? Yeah. It was no yeah, good, good, thank him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was for and I believe she she ratted me out to the RA because I had three of my friends there. We were drinking like four locos, Mike's harder, the tall boy cans, but I feel like she rat me ratted me out because it was just after mom's weekend and she had alcohol in the fridge that her mom got her but the RA can't the two RAs one from my floor and the one from above they came to my door and they uh they looked around they found some alcohol that was ours and the one that was hers but we had to dump our cans out and we had to go to the GRD the graduate residence director and we were just all completely honest. One of my friends, she escaped before they found anything because she lived in Shively, which was the no, the substance-free dorm. If you were caught any point with substances, then you were kicked out of that dorm. Ah. But in what happened, I ended up with six months probation. I had to pay a $200 fine. I had to go to a Saturday morning, 90-minute alcohol awareness class and that was basically it because I told the truth. I wasn't breaking quiet hours. I was just honest and upfront. Tell the truth. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I ended up becoming friends with my RA after that incident. I don't understand something because when I was there, it wasn't, I couldn't like go to, you know, uh, substance free dorms. Which one, like, what was your dorm? Like substance of plenty or like, how do you know? <laughs> That's what's most dorms, <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> between my dorm and the substance-free dorm, if you were caught with alcohol, you were not kicked out of the dorm. You were just put on probation and had to do the extra stuff. But gotcha. I ended up friends with my RA, and she had some floor nights playing Cards Against Humanity and stuff, but I had a roommate moved out. That roommate, I got a new roommate who was awesome. And I was going to say, what happened to the roommate? She moved out, huh? She just oh, disappeared. She- 
Well, who knows? Out- no, she's still looking for her. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. After she moved out, she was friendly with me and didn't care. But I got a new roommate who moved out of her room because of her roommate. Like, was that was my first time I've ever gotten any sort of trouble. And around October, I finally got off probation in April. And I remember when I got off probation, I was like, I'm finally free. But the entire time I was on probation, I was terrified of getting caught. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird that, you know, with the difference between when we were there, if you got in trouble with the law, it didn't affect your school. Like, oh, you didn't get involved. And now if you get in trouble with the law, oh, you you can get in trouble at school, too. And that's just not right. Yeah. (laughs) Joe, how many years did you go to the school there? Four years. Oh, good. And I Eileen, four? There. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we both we both spent summers there. I mean, I spent my um, soft, between sophomore and junior year in the summer because I had a really bad spring quarter my sophomore year. So I go, I got to make it up. I busted my butt that summer. Summer classes were the hardest back then. I don't know if you guys ever spent the summer there. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, and I thought they were easier classes, but... Not- me, I mean, I, I, well, I was taking all business class. I was a communications major myself, but, you know, I was in communication systems management, which is now the J. Warren McClure, whatever, whatever. But that was a tough major. And that was when the major was really new to try to figure out what classes were required by us. So I, we ended up taking a bunch of weeding out classes for other majors, like accounting and finance and econ and, and stuff like that, computer science. And um, so I just remember taking like, accounting a 10 week normally a 10 10 week course doing in five weeks it was it was hard man i feel i weeded out of a couple classes myself (laughs) like oh i'm too tired to go to class that was one thing i always instilled in eileen i go no matter what just show up to class if you show up to class they're not gonna fail you that is ross's motto that's why that is my super successful i graduated with magna cum laude so No, I just had an easy major. Eileen, what other guidance did your father give as far as bars, uh, places to live? Um, I wasn't honestly, I never really went to the bars because also I didn't get a fake ID until COVID happened. And by that point, I was terrified to go to the bars because of COVID. And right. I didn't get right. sick. But what I did, I use my fake ID to go to busy day and get some alcohol for my apartment. And I basically, cause I only had my fake ID for my junior year and I didn't turn 21 until the month before school ended. Aww. So I had to rely on the fake ID for at least when I lived in the apartment, when I lived, when I was a sophomore and freshman, I went to parties, house parties. I, Went to parties a lot my sophomore year, every single Friday until like three, four in the morning. So I got my plenty, my fix of parties for for <laughs> the whole college lifetime. <laughs> Speaking of one of those parties, so was it your freshman year that was the swim club? Yeah. So, so Eileen, Eileen was in the swim club. Um and they, which is really cool because you get to compete against other universities. Yeah, we got to travel, go to like New York and South Carolina. I went to Niagara Falls for a swim club trip once. Niagara Falls is a tough course. Especially if you don't have a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
So they had a party. The swim club team had a party. During homecoming. During homecoming. Uh-huh. And I goes, Dad, you got to go to this party. And so I was with a couple of my friends also. So they came with us. And my wife was there. And she came. And the guys made me do a beer bong. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, keep in mind, I'm, I'm 58 now. So I probably was 54 then. And I'm like, and, and, but the problem was the beer that they were using it was, was like natty light or yeah, something. Yeah, it was some, some dis, like, but no, it was bush, bush beer, which is horrible beer. Oh, I was wondering if that still existed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Budweiser only man, so like bush isn't so bad. Like, and if you're doing a beer bong, you can't have a heavy craft beer, I would think. Yeah, but I'll take a, at least a Miller Light. Don't give me a yeah. bush. <laughs> oh, my a, God. Can you remember Milwaukee's best and, and an old Milwaukee? It's, it's that level. It's garbage yeah, beer. Yeah, no, I... Just, per, just perspective and opinion, but go ahead with the story. <laughs> Even when I'm in college, I go, life's too short to drink shitty beer. So, right. Okay, so you were in this horrible situation where you're 54, you're being forced to beer bog shitty beer. How did right. you do and I was getting And I was getting the whole crowd going. And, and actually, yeah. I, Eileen recorded it on her phone. <laughs> of course. But, you know, and, but those these guys thought, Man, you old man, he's all right. <laughs> so you did it? I don't even think I could do one. So good for I'm you for doing I'm one, not, Joel. I can't shotgun. I can't chug alcohol. I just never was a fan of fizzier drinks. And that's, a, I don't like beer. So my only option was to drink fizzy stuff. And I could never actually chug because it would hurt. <laughs> Like a white claw, yeah. Yeah, white claw, uh, my, the smearing off ices. Right. I never had soda. Well, so did you guys have some epic uh, dad's weekends? No, because yeah, I come went. home. No, I went to what? homecoming. Oh, you were homecoming. Homecoming. Person. Yeah, homecoming's a great time, too. Yeah, I mean, I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone, you know, and, and dad's weekend was only always like two weeks after homecoming, so if I'm going to pick right. one... I, I pick homecoming. It's just because homecoming is, even when we were in school, and I know you guys remember this, when, when the alumni would come into town, it was so cool talking to the alumni about what was school like in the 60s or the 70s or even the 50s, some of the older folks. And now I'm one of the older folks. What, what was school like in the 80s and the 90s? <laughs> like then, you know what I mean? I know it's weird to go now and be one of the older folks. <laughs> I think what the kids now really miss out on, the, the quarter system was so great, especially springtime in Athens. Yes. We, Green weekend, West Green weekend, South Green weekend was spring really fest. good. Which then culminated in the Spring Fest. And Spring Fest was a blowout. You guys missed out on Spring Fest. We had it two years. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. We, we did. Yeah. The, uh, the drinking age changed when we were there. Now, did you? That I was, was weird. The Outlaws. I was already graduated when the Outlaws played. I came back for that. I think that was the last Greek fest, right? It was one of the last. It actually went to like 95. Oh, did it? Yeah, but it started, it wasn't popular after the yeah, age, that, after there was no beer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole thing. So I lived in Lakefield, building 35, where it faced the field. I mean, my, right. I was on the top of the balcony, faced the field. So we used to, go back and forth from my apartment to the field, to my apartment to the field, and do whatever the things that we do during Spring Fest. And 
you know, hang out in the Hocking River and 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 it was just it was just such a great time. I had friends who came in from out of town to visit me during Spring Fest and they and every one of them would say, Man, if I went to school here, I never would have graduated. And this <laughs> that, that mindset of oh, boy, this this is you know, camp OU. Because it wasn't a camp, it was to me, it's a, like you said early earlier, it's a magical place, Athens. And and it's just, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your you know, social status is outside of Athens. When you're in Athens, we're all the same. And that's to me was the greatest thing about that place and that experience that I had. And it really helped shape me. That's that's where I grew up. You know, I, I and I told Eileen when I dropped her off at Scott Quad after the after we moved in, I go, you know, you you're here as a girl, you're gonna graduate as a woman. And and I think that's exactly what happened. She matured so much, especially over the last two years, especially dealing with COVID and because she really missed out on that's a tough one when you're in school. Yeah, I do feel bad about all that. Was it the same? What was it like, Eileen, living through the whole COVID? Because you at least got a couple years. So how horrible was that? Or was there anything good that came out of it? The thing that sucked the most was you basically were stuck with your roommates. You couldn't really, you had to join certain clubs that were still meeting in order to meet new people. Because you weren't going to class. Everything was online for the first, definitely first semester like fall semester 2020 there was no in-person classes everything was online I'm in fall 2020 I had quote-unquote hybrid class but we only met in person twice the entire semester Mm. so everything was completely online there was no Halloween no homecoming for the first 2020 it was honestly really miserable being there because it just feels like a whole year of your college experience was wasted and you couldn't make any really good memories for Halloween. I was just in my apartment by myself, dressed up in my costume, taking pictures. That was the only thing I was doing. Watch. I was watching South park just in my apartment on the TV and There was, I didn't really have many friends my junior year. A lot of my friends came from work or my clubs that I did. And it just really was not that fun because we were, you were just stuck in your apartment. And if you didn't, if you didn't have good roommates, then you were stuck in your room. And I felt bad for the underclassmen who couldn't have apartments because they had to live at home for a whole semester or a year. And they couldn't even come to Athens and they missed out on an entire year. Right. Right. Your Halloween story is the saddest story I've ever heard. I think of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mentioned South Park because my son uh, goes to OU. He's uh, starting his fifth year. So, and, uh, and we've been, he's been watching South Park with me. It's pretty funny. Because <laughs> like, I used to watch that when I was at OU. I mean, that's how old that show is. I used, So we'll watch one old one from my era, and then we'll watch one new one from his era. <laughs> They're still funny. <laughs> yeah. The they funniest are. thing for South Park that happened is 
the night the new Halloween episode came out, it was my sophomore year homecoming Halloween. I was dressed as Winnie the Pooh. I did a tradition for my first three years where I where I wore a onesie for Halloween at least one night. And there was a zombie Winnie the Pooh that came on in South Park. And I was wearing my Winnie the Pooh onesie. And I I was really thought that was the most trippy thing. The most <laughs> Oh, uh, no. I know. Huh? <laughs> Man, Tim and Jelly, you should watch it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I've they seen they, they get a little nuts. <laughs> well, what other are some of, uh, what else can you tell us about your, you're, you're the most recent student. Did it get much better your senior year? Yeah, yeah, definitely got better this past year. Um, a lot more was back in person. You still had to wear masks up until like the last month before we graduated. You had to wear masks like all in class. They started lifting it my senior year after everyone. It's mostly after everyone got vaccinated. They were a little bit more lenient with the restrictions. It was 2020. My junior year was the absolute worst. It was wasted. My senior year, I actually was able to film sports and I was able to actually get involved with the ESPN three that year. So I did a lot. That's it. It gave me something to do. And it also helped me help with my field and get me more opportunities to work outside of college. Right. Right. Well, hopefully that's all done with. Because it was hard for everybody, but I really feel bad for Bobcats. Particularly doing video, like, you know, if you're videoing sporting events, it's, that is a hard, that's a, that's a hit for your uh, career field. Exactly. I had a whole year of my college career where I could not film anything whatsoever. There was nothing I could do. I was just in my apartment all the time. If I wasn't in my apartment, I was at the pool lifeguarding. Right. Oh, man, well, I'm glad it got better. <laughs> and Yeah, my experience is a lot different. <laughs> right, right. What was your senior year like, Joel? <laughs> well, my, my spring quarter senior year, I was a part-time student because I um, really, um, you know, worked really hard. When I had that bad spring quarter, I really pushed myself that summer and then my junior year I really loaded up on most of my required classes so my senior year I was either taking freshman level classes just to get some credits and I only had two core classes that I had to get my spring quarter to graduate so I only took two classes my spring quarter so that was probably the greatest time of my life for a 10 yeah. period I mean I, I had classes on Monday and Wednesday and that was it and you wow. know, professors, and they weren't going to flunk you. And, and actually, I did. I was a decent student. I, I graduated with a B average. You know, I wasn't like my daughter, Magna Cum Laude. But, <laughs> you know, I passed and I got a job. And that's all that mattered. And, you know, because it's funny. Some, so many people put such an em- emphasis on grades. Once you get your first job, it doesn't matter after that. So, you know. Right. C's get degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my niece to just, say. Let me get a job, right? Once I get my job, then anything I did in college really doesn't matter because it's all based on how I performed at this place. Right. So, you know, so that's the funny. That's why I always laugh when people really like, oh, I got to get a 4.0. No, you don't. 
<laughs> just get your degree. That's what you got to do is get your degree. Now, Eileen, so one re- another reason she went to OU is she was part of the, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Next Generation Award. And Tim, That sounds familiar. If you have children. Sounds like, it sounds like a Star Trek thing. Well, this this will affect you, Tim, if you have kids um, who are, you know, who would be considering OU because you get in-state tuition as an alum, as long as they maintain a B average. I had no idea. That's just a good thing to know for people, anyone listening, is so if you're right. an a, alumni, your children automatically get in-state if they get a B average? Is that if correct? You live, if you live in state like we do, and you're an alum, it's called the Next Generation Award. It's a scholarship. But basically, the scholarship, the only determining factor is they have to maintain a B average. So I was making sure that Eileen was doing all the right things, even though I'm finding out now she really wasn't doing all the right things. <laughs> but yeah. he, he knows pretty much everything that I do. Yeah, I did. But, you know, you know, at the same time, it was to me, it was just just important. Just make sure you go to class and Build up your GPA to make it easier on you as you go along. Because it was, it had your cum had to be over 3.0. And you know, I'm fortunate enough that she was she just blew it out of she made Dean's list every semester. Every That's semester. Smart dad. That's why. Yeah. And, well, yeah, right. Well, I got smart dad and good advice. Some of my <laughs> classes, I all I had to do was watch a movie a week. And that was my class. I just had to watch a movie, talk about it, and then do a film, a five-page film analysis paper. I did that for that. I I was a film minor, so every single film film semester, I had I had sometimes up to two classes of film, and I had to watch two movies a week for different classes. So it was like five hours, five six hours of movies every week. Oh my right. God, Eileen, I do the same thing. I minored in film. And but I love same it. thing. Did you guys have the same classes, Roz? Well, I didn't have. To, I couldn't watch them from home though. But we went to the big. Uh, everyone told big me thing. to minor in business, and I said, "Nope, I love films. I'm minoring in film," and exactly. it was great. And it didn't make any difference in my life in my career. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we used to have to go to. I don't. What's it's by the art building there? Big Creed. Could be. But you did have to go there, but you could be hungover and you could just go in there and watch the movie and exactly. yeah, go write a paper about it. That was right up my alley. Exactly. And then I made a movie. Did you make movies as well? I mean, I know you film um, sports I events. Did you make any movies? I did in high school. We did short films. I did a TV production class for two years in high school. But in college, the most I did was... Um, we didn't make movies. I took a multi-cam class this past semester. We we did cooking shows. We um, we did the, I don't know if you guys had this, but the Ohio University Music Industry Summit. We had to, for my class, we had to produce and do film, direct, whichever position. It was our whole class just together working on this two-day event. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I'm so old. I made eight millimeter films. <laughs> I did take a class um, with film where we used 16 millimeter film, but I took that class the, sem- the semester we went into lockdown. So I didn't get to do the final project. Ah, uh, but yeah, that's a great minor. Yeah, I was in yeah. a film in college. I mean, I, I didn't direct it. It was called Cops. I just happened to be in an episode. <laughs> No, I'm, He's I, was, I was kidding, Joel. Sorry. 
He's Mr. Cordy joke. <laughs> I am sorry. Well, I say we bring this plane in for a landing with one more story each from Joel and Eileen or, or a favorite memory of theirs from their time in Athens, which I have a feeling they're both going to go back very often. <laughs> okay. Um, or a memory well, together. <laughs> my favorite now, would it be with Eileen or when I was in school? Whatever, whatever is your, just stands out for you. Well, I have one favorite memory, but I can't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> can you pretend I, I had a roommate who had this thing he told me about? We'll do it in that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm going to keep this all as right, easy right. as I could. All right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Tell me that other you. story. <laughs> oh, you know. Believe me, there's some stories I won't ever tell on this podcast, so I hear you. <laughs> I can tell you, um, there was a time, my, my, in junior year, my roommate had this little common gear Volkswagen. And one of our friends had, you know, was living off campus in this house in the hills. And this was like a beautiful, like, log cabin house. He had a hot tub. Now, keep in mind, this is 1985. Um, winter of 85 and we went to his house to watch the Super Bowl and we were in this hot tub you know it's like one degree outside so we're sitting in the hot tub and our icicles are forming on our in our head you know our <laughs> nose. I mean it was that cold <laughs> so now keep, keep in mind my, my roommate had this little Volkswagen common game which is kind of like a Volkswagen bug no heat no nothing and we lived in Lakeview and we had to drive back like after the Super Bowl, it's like 11 o'clock at night and there's no defroster. He had this little ice scraper and as he's driving home through the hills of Athens County, I'm scraping the ice from the inside of the car with his nose pressed up against the windshield. I thought we were going to die. <laughs> the car broke down. We were dead. We were frozen to death, middle of nowhere. And, um, but I remember my arm was getting so tired, scraping ice from the inside of that windshield while he's driving with his face literally pressed against the windshield so you can just see out the windshield. That's one of my favorite memories. I know it's sad. Oh, another one was... You made it, though. You survived. Yeah, that's not even that... I thought that's not even that bad. Let's see. Let's see. That's and a great one story. Like riding on the back of a motorcycle with Ron with no helmets, him going about 80 miles an hour down Stimson Avenue. <laughs> and you know Ron. Yeah, Ron. I could see that yeah. happening for sure. Yeah. I made it your life. So that was, that's my other one. <laughs> all right probably one of my favorite memories oh, that's tough I honestly think it was one of the swim club trips when we went to South Carolina we went to Coastal Carolina University for a swim meet and um we stayed at she was actually my sophomore year roommate we stayed at her how she had it wasn't her house. Well, it was her parents' house, but it was like a beach house that they had. So we stayed down there and we played this game called Pangea. I don't know if you, it's a drinking game. You have a piece of cardboard, you have a Sharpie and you have a quarter. You flip the quarter and you draw a circle around it and you have to write something that you have to do. And during that trip, a lot of there was one where you had to switch clothes with the person to your right. Um, 
you had to, you had to, um, you just like, had yeah, to, how do you, how do you decide the categories, what you have to do? Like, you can't say run for president. Like, no, it was just something that you were able to physically do. But if you land, if you flip the cord and you landed on one of the spots, you had to do that. The next day we went to, to play mini golf and some, some people were drunk. I got second place and I got a hole in one wall. <laughs> fun. Yeah. So much fun. Hey, uh, well, let me ask one more question. What is your, Joel, sorry with you. What is your favorite spot in Athens? Hmm. You know, one of the spots, well, who was that artist? Um, uh, what's his name? When he was all painted black and white in the tunnel. Elridge. 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 Yeah, his daughter's been on the show. Yeah, that was always one of my favorite spots. And I finally got to revisit that last summer with Eileen when I was dropping her off for senior year. And we, we took some pictures under that. And Yes. I, That's awesome you know where spot. No, exactly. Yes. That I is like a Sixth Street Hall. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah it's, it's a must stop. And I always think of um, the movie Animal House because that's where they made the clay pots over there. They had the uh, the kiln. Yeah. And, you know, the kiln accident in Animal House. I always thought about Animal House every time I go over there. But um, <laughs> but I just remember that location, sitting under that arch and just just staring at the artwork. And it, it, it's, none of it made sense to me. None of it. The whole story, Algernon and all that. Yeah, I'm no a big fan. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily make sense. It is what just kind of his classes were stream of conscious, and uh, yeah. but I, I I was a fan for sure. Yeah, but I just love the artwork. I just thought it was like I go, you know what? Where else would you see something like this? So to me, it was just a cool place. I, and I, I finally took Eileen to that. We finally found it this past summer, and um, so that that's my favorite spot in, in Athens. That's well, a good Eileen, one. That is a good one, Eileen. What about you? Well, I'm super sad they're tearing it down this summer, but my favorite spot was either Scott Quad when the flowers bloomed, like in the quadrangle. It was absolutely gorgeous. And my second favorite, I just, my, I love when flowers bloom because they're all so unique and so pretty and just makes campus light up after six months of dark, of cold and just winter weather. And I love, I know I'm saying this wrong, but Amoretti Park was my favorite place because I worked at the, the aquatic center right there. So every time I walked to work, I would just see the flowers blooming and it was just a sight to see. It was absolutely breathtaking. Where is that park? I'm trying to picture. Is that the one over by the OUN? No, it's no. down by Baker Center, the new Baker Center. Okay, I'm not familiar. Yeah, like if you're walking to like the stadium. Yeah, it's back near, there. It's near yeah. um Peden. Yeah, that's a very pretty path. Cool. Yeah, I think it, it was built 92, 93, if I remember. Yeah, that's a good spot. Good spot. Well, thank you guys for coming on and telling us your stories. I can't you're wait welcome. for Eileen's Eileen's kid to go to OU and <laughs> have three generations. <laughs> Gotta keep it going. So, so Eileen had two uncles who went to OU. My brother, who's from New York, and her other uncles, my wife's brother, who and they grew up in Pittsburgh. So nobody was from Ohio. 
Right. So that's good. But they can still get in-state <laughs> tuition, so that's good news. That is true. <laughs> well, thanks so much. And I, uh, I'm i in Northern Virginia. I'll look you guys up for sure. Thanks, uh, thanks for being on the show. Great meeting you, Tim. You guys have, have a great night. Thanks again. Yes. You I hope you guys have a good season for you, Joel. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and you good luck be- in the job search, Eileen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.